1: Ladies and gentlemen, time is short. Let us go to the woman of the hour, the woman of the year. Carrie Lake. Carrie, how are you?
0: <laughs> wow. That thank you. I, I'm gonna come on your show anytime you introduce me that way. I'm I will introduce well. you
1: that way forever. You have a big victory to talk about today. And I just Carrie, what the hell? You worked in the media. How do these people come up with headlines? It, I Carrie Lake, almost everything is going from she's bubble. This was an amazing victory that happened. You're going to court.
0: Absolutely. We're taking the first election trial to court in as long as I can remember. And this is a really important case. But of course, the fake news wants you to think that there's no hope. You if you even think anything's wrong with our elections, you're crazy. And you can you can tell by the headlines, you know, they they wanted to make it look like we lost when in fact We, the people, won, and we're going to court tomorrow, and we're going to sit down some of these election uh, folks, their butts on the stand, and question them under oath and get to the bottom of what went wrong in our elections. And I'm I'm really happy, not for me, this isn't even about one single race for, you know, running for governor or running for whatever position people are running for. This is about the future of our country. If we don't have honest, secure transparent elections that we believe in we don't have a country everything else we want and need and and strive for as Americans falls on that foundation of secure honest and transparent elections and we're we're one step closer to getting to getting that here in this country is
1: is it true what i've read that Katie Hobbs will be forced to testify as well
0: well, yes, she was on our list to testify, and, of course, she balked and, and threw a complaint into the court and said she didn't want to do it. And my attorneys withdrew their subpoena for Katie Hobbs, not because we're trying to let her off easy, but we only have five hours to prove our case. And to have somebody who's going to stutter and stammer and meltdown, as fun as that would be to watch, and trust me, I would love to watch her completely meltdown on the stand, we have five hours to prove our case. and. We're, we're letting her – I don't want to say off the hook, but we're going we're gonna to focus hardcore on the men who ran Maricopa County elections, these so-called Republicans whose number one political goal was to take me out, so much so that they started a super PAC to take me out, and they were running our election. So we're putting them um, under oath tomorrow, giving Katie a little bit of a pass because we don't think her saying, uh, 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 on, on the stand is going to help us. And uh, oh. we're, we're going to spend that five hours proving our case in court.
1: Now, let us just go. I, I don't want to gloss over what you said because this is very important. In most cases of American jurisprudence, what people are advised to do, if you work for an entity, I don't care whether it's a government entity or private entity, you are advised to not only avoid wrongdoing but avoid even the appearance of wrongdoing you have a situation here where the two people in charge of the election in Maricopa County which as you pointed out before this is the largest county in the state open the largest a, in the country right
0: second largest, the, yeah
1: they opened a super PAC with the sole intention of defeating you and that is where most of their expenditures went correct
0: that's where all their expenditures went the two men who are in charge of maricopa county second largest county when it comes to elections in the whole country started a super PAC back in july before the primary elections with the sole intent they said to bring down anybody who was an election denier but we came to learn that the expenditures, all of their expenditures went against one candidate. So it wasn't really about all of the election deniers. It was about one, yours truly. And they are the ones who are controlling the ballot, election day, and we have election month here in Arizona. The conflict of interest, it's almost as if they wanted us to know look, we don't care about your laws and rules. We don't care that it's obvious. In 2020, they had to steal this in the dark of night, 3 a.m., everything. Looked around and we saw things going Joe Biden's way. This time around, that wasn't enough. They had to steal this in broad daylight. Three hundred thousand ballots with no chain of custody. We don't know where they came from. We have whistleblowers attesting to that. We know that two days after Election Day, twenty-five thousand ballots appeared out of thin air. We have a cyber expert who worked for nearly a decade. For the company that certifies the machines, election machines, even including the election machines in Maricopa County, telling us there's no way that 59% of polling locations on election day could have melted down, basically, where the machines weren't working, the ballot printers weren't working, the tabulators weren't working without intent, without intention to make that happen. This case is so strong, unfortunately, the judge will not let us present the part of the case where we can show that tens of thousands of mail-in ballots with terrible signatures, no signatures, or chicken scratches uh, were accepted and counted when they should have been tossed out and thrown in the trash.
1: What I would like to see, and what I think what everyone would like to see, is for justice to prevail, but since the court did dismiss... Some of the some of the lawsuit challenges that you raised, will there be some place that good journalists, assuming there are some left um, and other interested parties can come after this court case has been resolved to see all of the evidence that you wanted to present?
0: Well, if there were any good journalists out there, and there are a few, and some of them have been digging through, we put a 70-page lawsuit together that is airtight. It is so good. And I encourage everybody out there to read it. They can go to SaveArizonaFund.com and read that 70-page lawsuit. It reads like a true crime novel because it is a true crime that happened to We the People. And even though every aspect of it will not be presented at trial starting tomorrow, It happened, and I think that good journalists out there should dig into what happened, even the aspects that we won't be presenting at trial. We need to have honest elections. We can't continue to have elections that are shams, that are fraudulent. We think we're picking our elected officials, we're not. The system is picking it for us, and they have a way to do that. And if we don't stand up right now and demand honest, transparent and fair elections and secure elections, we're not going to have a country much longer, because every other important issue of our time rests on the on the fact, well, the, the uh, presumed fact, that we do have honest elections, when, in fact, right now we don't.
1: Where is the National Republican Party on this? Where are the elected officials of Washington, D.C., the Senate, the other governors, association Republicans? Where are the people around this country who one would think would be rallying around your cause and supporting it, those in the elected class?
0: It's really shocking because 75% of Republicans, show, 75% of the people who showed up on Election Day to vote were our supporters, and they were wronged in, in the deepest way. They waited in line for three, four, five hours only to show up and vote, and their vote got cast into a drawer three, where they're told it was counted later, only to find out it was mixed in with a bunch of already counted votes and probably never counted. There are so many errors in this election for any Republican to stand up and and say, oh, the vote has been counted, your voice has been heard, is lying to you. And so I, I tell people, don't donate to the RGA. Don't donate to the RNC. These people are against we people. What's happening in the Republican Party is a battle royale of the working class, hardworking, patriotic, America-loving individuals who, will, who fought for this country, who will fight for this country, versus establishment folks who want politics as usual. They're appalled. These establishment types are appalled that regular everyday people have stepped into the fold and and gotten politically active. That mama bears and papa bears and grandmas and grandpas and, and everyday people have said, you know what? I'm tired of what's happening. I'm gonna step forward and start voting and getting politically active. They want us to go back to sleep, go back to our lives and stay the heck out of politics. And that's what this is about. It's a uniparty versus us. And I, I would tell anybody, don't donate. They don't rec- they don't recognize us. They don't represent us. They rep- recognize and represent the political elite, who in my opinion is working against we the people. So this is why I'm I'm such a huge supporter of President Trump. He's he came down that escalator seven years ago, and the Republican Party was on life support, and he brought us the people back into the fold. And I haven't seen any any candidate, any president, any politician working for we the people like he has. And I believe what happened on November 8th was about pushing Trump out. They stole the election from him in 2020. This, they felt, was the final nail in his coffin to end his political career and usher in Ron DeSantis, who's a great governor, don't get me wrong. But Ron is in his 40s. He's got plenty of time. We need President Trump back in the White House to turn this ship around. This ship is heading toward really, really rocky waters. It's heading what is, toward communism for America.
1: What is the relief that you are hoping that the court gives you?
0: Well, it's going to be up to the court. There's a few things they could do. They could set aside Maricopa County, they could do a new election, or they could set aside a portion of ballots that are deemed to be uh, ballots that did not follow the chain of custody and then make a call on who won the election. We know we won the election. I have zero doubt in my mind. We led the biggest political movement this state has ever seen, and we ran against somebody who was a carbon copy of Joe Biden. She hid in her basement. She refused to debate. She didn't talk to – she ran from reporters. She had no policy, literally no policy. And they want us to continue to believe that they can put these worthless candidates like Joe Biden, Fetterman, and Katie Hobbs forward, and they want us to believe that the majority voted for them
1: don't insult our intelligence when all is said when do you expect there to be of course I, i know you probably don't have a way of knowing this but when do you expect a ruling on this do you think it will happen fairly soon or will the evidence that you have um take a lot of time for the court to digest when do you think with your best guess we might hear something after tomorrow's proceedings
0: I'm guessing that by the 26th or 27th, we will have an answer because the way these cases go, I'm told by my attorneys, is there's 10 days to to take it from start to finish. It moves rather quickly when you're challenging an election. And um, we're expecting to have uh, some sort of a judgment by the judge before the first of the year.
1: That's our time. In fact, that's our time for the show, Carrie. We sure do. Appreciate you making time for us. We want to stay in touch with you. This is the most important election case in our history, folks. Do not doubt it. Carrie Lake, thank Thank you for standing up. Thank you for putting yourself out there for all the abuse that you have to take and standing strong in spite of it.
0: Thank you. I won't stop, and we will continue to take this as far as we need to to get free, fair, secure, and transparent elections.